0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This with Leanne podcast and are for purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Casting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto. This is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson.
1: At times there are fads, there are trends, there are must tries that fly around the internet, social media, come up in conversations with friends and colleagues. Do you remember the unicorn craze? Oh my God, that one was so bad. That was swiftly followed by the charcoal in everything from black ice cream to lattes to burger buns, (laughs) bagels, waffles, it was everywhere. Now let's be clear, that kind of trend is not one that truly up-levels your health, and thank goodness they haven't stuck around. Healthy efforts, ways and supplements can go from kind of like in your periphery to front and center at times, and one of those for me of late have been mushrooms. Now I'm going to guess that it probably has for you too if you've been listening for a little while to Eat This with Leanne because I've dedicated about three podcasts and shows to the world of fungi and their far-reaching benefits to just about every single aspect of our health. My interest was further piqued because it was mushrooms were in my periphery when functional medicine expert Dr. Davis Brockenshire mentioned in episode 119 when we were discussing why on earth are people having such a hard time losing weight? Now that post-COVID weight that just was not shifting. And he said that obviously it's to do with the stress we've all been under an immense amount of stress over the past couple of years, but also the microbiome and the gut bugs that we have or do not have and he actually suggested eating about three pounds of mushrooms a week. I'm not quite sure if I'm there yet but I'm getting close and I've also as well as putting them on my plate and trying out a bunch of different uh, recipes I've tried out some capsules some powders some tinctures to see what their effect is like. While I'm eating chanterelles, I'm having lion's mane, cinnamon caps, oysters, portobellos, um, maitake, shiitake, and all of the different types that I get every single week, and I know that they're helping my gut microbiome, taking the powders and the capsules actually is when I really started to feel the effects. My energy changed. I had more balanced energy. Now, I'm not a coffee drinker, but sometimes when I get to the afternoon and I've got a lot of work left to do, especially writing, I need to push through, I'll go and have a weak cup of coffee. Since actually I've been taking more of the mushrooms, I haven't needed to do that and I haven't even had a coffee or felt like coffee, which my perimenopausal hot flashes are very, um, very grateful for. Now, speaking of perimenopausal, this time in my life and many people who are probably around 50s, 60s, and maybe even earlier, you get this sort of foggy brain. You forget the forgetful brain. You're like, you know, it's the epitome of go to the fridge and why am I even in the kitchen or in the fridge again? Then you got to leave the room and come back in again. Well, that's definitely what I've been experiencing, but so much less of since I've been taking these different mushrooms. I started to feel like I could th- hold a thought for longer. My concentration and my focus, it absolutely improved. My nightly teaspoon of rishi powder in my Bengal spice tea that I, that I have every night to wind down. I also think that that's helped me to sleep. Now, a few weeks ago that I, I knew, I knew I was coming down with something as I'm recording this. It's November and it's got cold and, you know, there's all sorts of bugs and flus, not only COVID, flying around. So I dosed it up with my, uh, my Take This by Leanne Sunshine D3 K2. That's my number one. So I probably had about 20 sprays of that. And I took a lot more turkey tail, I took it twice a day. And it's not a lot that you have to take in the first place. It's only two capsules or a teaspoon that you have every day. But I took more turkey tail, I took more lion's mane. I actually had an acupuncture appointment, which was amazing, and nothing materialized from that rule. That really like like it's the tired feeling that you get. It's the zapped of energy feeling that you tend to get. So I was so relieved. Now, I've teased to you here uh, and also on my weekly newsletters that go out every Friday to my lovely loyal readers, let's call them, that I would share about a product, a mushroom product once I found one that I had tried out for myself and that I felt that it ticked all the boxes in what I want from a product, from a powder, from a capsule or for anything else. Now, what I found is a company that's called Real Mushrooms. Great name, super simple, says it all. Now, Dr. Brockenshire, he actually introduced me, clued me into this company as I was searching around and trying out a whole bunch of different products, which were also really good too. But when Dr. B says something, you got to check this out. Well, I know that I'm in good hands and I listen but me trying them well that's good and that but i'm just one person and i wanted to know a lot more i wanted to understand products i wanted to know their practices i wanted to know the overall integrity of the company and just to find out more so today on eat this with leanne we're going to talk with the founder of real mushrooms sky chilton who actually grew up around mushrooms and is now one of the leading providers of functional mushroom extract products I realize that I may have a few too many supplements sitting on my counter that spill out over into the kitchen drawer that then from time to time get moved into the hall cabinet. I've got a container there as I work through a bunch of different products. Sometimes it's because I need something different. I don't need whatever the product was that I was taking before, or I want to try something new or that, you know, I'm thinking... I'm not remembering to take this product anymore, which sometimes I feel is a sign of, yeah, not so important. Maybe it's done its job and I can move on. Now, I talked about my Take This by Leanne supplement line in episode 109 and mentioned various ones throughout each episode and show. So I understand any resistance to hearing me say, here's some more products for you to buy and please go add more mushrooms to your protocol. Really, this is more, again, for your information. I'm not trying to get you to buy anything else or anything more than what you've already got got at home, but just to know more about the quality of products out there and the transparency see that different companies, when they talk about their products, I think it's really important to sit up and, and listen because that's this is where we're putting our hard-earned dollars on with the hope that it's actually going to do what it says that it's going to do. Now, adding mushrooms to your regime, I do believe that this is a really important add for immunity, for cognition, for feeling good, for all sorts of other things that we probably don't even know about just yet. So that spurred another episode on mushrooms. I haven't got another one queued up just yet, but we'll see after the end of this conversation. Now, if you want more information about each mushroom, please head back to episodes 131 and 132. Now, Skye grew up around mushrooms as his father is the founder of Namex. I hope I've said that right. The leading supplier of organic mushroom extract ingredients to the supplement and nutraceutical industry. Now, at an early age, Skye went out into the woods foraging for mushrooms with his family and was put to work helping out in the family business. But only recently did Sky reconnect with mushrooms, uh, uh, really just to take control of his own health and well-being. And over the past seven years, Sky has worked hard to educate consumers, influencers, and practitioners about the difference in fungal-based products, because boy, there's a lot, and what to look for when it comes to quality. Please welcome Sky to Eat This with Leanne. Now, I've shared a little bit about you, about, um, you know, how you grew up, uh, your dad, you know, you were out foraging with your dad and all of those kind of things. Is there anything else that you feel about yourself that's, you know, maybe just kind of a cute, funny story or something like that, that we should know about?
2: Let's see. Funny stories. Well, great to be here this morning. Growing up around mushrooms, just for some backstory, like my dad's been in the business for 40 plus years. He grew up on a mushroom farm. Uh, basically, well, you we grew up working on a mushroom farm in the 1970s. And was working for one of the largest mushroom farms in the U.S., just growing the button mushroom. A lot of people don't like working on mushroom farms because it's quite, you're in like really hot, steamy grow houses and, oh, you know, you're working yeah. with compost a lot. Um, but he actually really liked it. And they he ended up working up to manager and they sent him over to the Netherlands to do a practicum over there and learn about how the Dutch grow mushrooms because they were kind of the innovators at the time in terms of the button mushroom.
1: Oh, and, so it's uh, different?
2: Uh, they were kind of ahead. In the technology okay. back then. Um, so they had, I think, a little more automated processes. And so we went over there to learn. And one of the things with their mushroom farm is they had a Japanese scientist on staff who was testing out all these other culinary mushrooms that had not entered the U.S. market yet. Oh. So they were one of the first farms to try and launch shiitake to the U.S. market. And this was in the 70s. And it pretty much utterly failed. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the market was ready for a mushroom that had flavor. Uh, oh
1: wow! It has a lot of flavor compared to the to the typical yeah. button mushroom.
2: <laughs> Shiitake is just amazing to eat, and so they were testing out with anoki, but that really turned him on to mushrooms other than you know the button mushroom. And he kind of branched out on his own after that, um, and then looked into the functional side of things. So uh, you've been talking recently about like Reishi, Lion's Mane, and all that, and that really yeah. took him over to China, to the birthplace of mushroom cultivation, uh, where they've been growing mushrooms for over 800 years. And so he started attending conferences. Uh, I was kind of one of the only white guys at these like medicinal mushroom conferences back in like the late 80s, early 90s. By then he really wanted to get, he was wanting to do extracts and uh, have extract powders, um, but he really wanted organic. So he brought the first organic certifiers over to China and helped set up the first organic growers. Uh, And then by the late 90s, he was uh, bringing in organic mushroom extracts. um, And we can definitely touch base on that whole kind of economic side of things and how that all works. So, yeah, my family's got a pretty rich history in mushrooms, even though I kind of ignored that for most of like, my childhood. <laughs> Did you? And, yeah, was, Son, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to go yeah. into
0: the mushroom business one day.
2: Uh, no, I'm yeah. not, Dad. <laughs> no, I'm not, Dad. I'm, I'm going to make computer games. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, really? Was that it? Was that what you thought you were going to do?
2: I got a uh, Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science and Mathematics, so it's <laughs> oh, wow. definitely like, pretty far from being like involved in mushrooms or mycology or any of that kind of thing
1: but it must have its uses somewhere or another
2: <laughs> definitely in today's age everything yeah. is technology based so yeah it helps in a lot of different ways
1: and what can you remember the first mushroom that you that you foraged or that you found or was there one that you thought oh this is really cool
2: probably chanterelles i think i still just find those to be amazing like there's so abundant at least around here in the Pacific North, Northwest we're just outside of Vancouver and every fall you know you get excited for that first rain even though it means that summer's ending you know mm-hmm. that mushrooms are coming though it didn't really happen this year when we just had a uh, heat wave to like basically straight zero temperatures so it hasn't been a good mushroom season this year but uh, normally we get excited about the fall and Chanterelles are just an amazing mushroom to consume, and I they f- are. definitely I feel like they're one of the best culinaries.
1: They are amazing. This week I made a, a chanterelle very heavy uh, curry with that coconut co- coconut milk. It was a, a New York Times recipe that we came across and, um, uh, so delicious. That sounds delicious. And, yeah. um, and it's interesting because I find that when I use some more functional mushrooms to cook something, it, it's not watery. Mm. Whatever it is that you're cooking doesn't end up like your typical button mushrooms or even portobello's, where you're cooking them. And then you just have this excess water and you think, what am I supposed to do with this? So I had to keep on adding more, uh, coconut milk to, to, okay. it, which was great and made it, really rich and gorgeous um, but it's different it's a it is just a bit different when you're cooking with the different types of mushrooms and I think shiitakes went in there there was some uh, massive oyster that we'd got from the market last Excellent. week so I mean it's just it's just fun and I just have to share this story because I don't think I have yet is last week there were some turkey tail mushrooms at the market and I got so excited everybody around is looking <laughs> at me like Have you lost it? Like what? We're at at the mushroom table. So what on earth? What have you found? And there's these tiny little um, turkey tails. And I said, I don't even know what to do with them, but I want them. And then he said, he said, don't eat them, only use them to make tea. I was just excited. So, you know, that was just kind of infectious. And then two other people came over like, what are you looking at? And and the must, you know, the the vendor, the mushroom guy is like, could you stay here all day, please?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I assume those are probably wild forged. Um, Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I know one of the books I read, they talk about using it as like a gum where you just stick it in your mouth and chew on it.
1: oh <laughs> what? okay it,
2: it doesn't doesn't taste that great but
1: I'll um, report think, back
2: yeah as long as I'm Th- still with, uh, as
1: I'm still upright and, and have teeth no yeah, they're that, just so beautiful
2: that mushroom's traditionally been yeah wild harvested yeah um we recently just started cultivating it we're pretty sure we're the first people to like cultivate it at scale so last year we okay we had uh eight tons of dried turkey tail that we harvested eight thousand kilos <laughs>
1: easy Crazy. Okay, so you just used a word cultivate versus like grown. You say
2: wild harvested. Uh cultivate is like farmed, basically. Got it. Okay. Um versus like wild harvested, which primarily turkey tail and chaga would be like the main ones that are wild harvested on a okay. commercial level. Yeah. Most of the yeah, everything else is farmed.
1: Your company is named Real Mushrooms, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant and kind of just says it like it is really like where did that one come from
2: back in 2015 my dad so he's been a mushroom grower for a long time obviously and um, mushroom growers know about what's called grain spawn Um, so grain spawn is the seed that you use to grow mushrooms right Um, so basically you'll take a grain so it's usually like could be oats barley rice sorghum you want to sterilize that you inject The mycelium so the root system into this grain Um, you let it grow out in a sterile environment and then you'll take this uh, grain spawn or seed and you'll add that to your finished substrate where you end up so you may maybe take some of that you'll add it to like sterilized sawdust um, to finally grow your mushrooms with uh, the marketplace back then my dad was like wow it's there's a lot of people that are just taking this grain spawn and selling that as a nutritional supplement as a mushroom grower Like, I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of mycelium here. So he went out and tested a 100 different products and published a report showing the different values in active compounds, specifically beta-glucans, which are the main immunological compounds in mushrooms and mycelium. That was when I sort of started to come on board. We started to like put ideas together. And it was like I had experience in e-commerce already. And it was like, okay, well, let's just make it simple. We'll call it real mushrooms because that's what we're selling, we're selling mushrooms. And it's kind of taken off from there. And we've kind of primarily been, our focus is education um, because we really find that there is uh, a disconnect between consumers, influencers, practitioners. People can read articles, read the literature, but it's tough to make that connection over to products yeah. due to labeling, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you could be saying, reading this research, which is on mushrooms and then go and I'm going to buy this product, but it's actually mycelium or vice versa. So there's okay. like a lot of difference in there. And so connecting those dots can be really tough knowing how it's grown, you know, what stage you're using. So with these fungal organisms, most people are familiar with the mushroom, uh, which is also called the fruiting body. Right. Um, and then we have the mycelium, which is the vegetative body of this organism. So it's out in nature. It's uh, breaking down cellulose, wood, collecting nutrients, ultimately to produce our mushroom.
1: Kind of like the roots, really. It's yeah, like it's like the if root you system. Were to kind of talk about a plant versus. Yeah, a mushroom. yeah. If we wanted
2: to compare it to a tree or something yeah. like that, it's going to be there all the time. It's gathering nutrients. Um, when those environmental conditions are correct, it'll produce a mushroom. The mushroom, ultimately, when it gets mature enough, uh, will release spores. So this is our reproductive body. The spores are released into the air. Then they'll, you know, fall. The wind will take them, blow them around. You know, if the environmental conditions are right for them to uh, grow, they'll yeah. start to grow hyphae, which will then start to fuse into mycelium, and you get that process over again. Okay. So it's really important for people to understand mushroom, mycelium, spore. Primarily with products, we're talking about mushrooms and mycelium. Um, there is reishi spore products, but they are mostly just popular over in Asia.
1: Thank you for breaking that down. And I love that your dad went and checked out all the different products that are out there. Uh, years and years ago, I went to, uh, there's a particular formulator or a researcher about probiotics. And that mm. has been something I've you know, really been involved in gut health with my clients. And that's been a focus of mine throughout my 20. 20- Two, three plus years of uh, being in nutrition. What they did at the time was they actually did the same thing. They went out and tested a whole bunch of different probiotics out there and found that there's E. coli in a bunch of them. There's nothing in a bunch of them. There's, you know, just pretty much dust and some sort of like, I, I really think for consumers, for you know, my lovely, loyal listeners. When I talk about products, we have to understand what it is that you're buying. And I think, you know, that my process, my my journey into mushrooms, and I've been I've been teasing everyone saying that I'm gonna talk about a particular product or vendor or a curator when I find one that I feel like really has the research and has done the work. So, thank you to your dad. And thank you to you for, you know, for also educating people, because it's fine to put it on the label. But really, in this day and age, you know, I put on my marketing um, hat, which is more my day job these days, then I know that people want to make their decisions based on on information. Yeah, definitely. That's,
2: you know, very similar to us. We're we're here to educate and we want to just give consumers the information and have them, you know, make a decision on that.
1: Those aspects of the mushroom, the fruiting bodies, is that mm. really where most of the nutrition is coming from or the benefits, the health benefits, the, you know, the immune boosting or the beta-glucans, as you said, how do you make the product? You grow them, you know, it's hot and sweaty in this, <laughs> you know, in this, in this place, how does it become a capsule or a powder?
2: First off, like everyone needs to know, like all of our mushrooms are grown organically in China. We've worked with our uh, manufacturing partners for over 25 years. Um, And so, you know, China is the birthplace of mushroom cultivation. Um, They're now growing over 90 percent of the world's mushrooms. Uh, They have the most amount of mushroom researchers. They have, you know, institutes that are dedicated to studying mushrooms. Um, It's their number five agricultural crop. Uh, They use mushrooms um, to bring it into uh, small towns where there's lots of poverty and they teach people how to grow mushrooms to create their own businesses. So we kind of start with very it's really interesting because it's very low tech to high tech so we have uh, sawdust logs um, that get inoculated with the different species Um, these are grown out in the ambient conditions so in shade houses uh, typically in the fall when it starts to cool down Um, but it's all in ambient conditions with the natural environment uh, very low tech um, these get dried and taken then to state of the art extraction facilities that are, you know, multi million dollars, all under wow. CGMP conditions. You know, certified organic. They get third party audited. Um, so once you have the dried mushrooms, those get ground into a powder. Then they'll go through an extraction. So typically, they'll get cooked under pressure uh, in hot water. Depending on our specifications, we may do an alcohol extraction with that. You'll basically What's the like, difference. Uh, just kind of depends on what your end product is and the different constituents that you want so for something like reishi uh, which has a lot of uh, triterpenoids i don't know that's where reishi really gets its bitter taste so if you taste our we kind of uh, talk about the ratio challenge a lot with our product. Um, okay. And these are these beneficial triterpenoids, which have a lot of research. Most of those are alcohol soluble. Um, so you do want to use alcohol to pull those out. So there's a whole nuance that goes into extractions and lots of different things there because we have different Types of extract ratios and we have one to one extracts where we don't remove the mushroom fiber. Um, So we have a lot of different ways where we process this, but ultimately think about making like a soup stock, like a veggie stock of some sort. You're going to cook these veggies. You're going to pull off that liquid and then we're going to put it through what's called a spray dryer, which evaporates all your moisture and leaves you with just a powder at the end of that. So sometimes we'll remove those vegetable solids. Sometimes we'll keep them in there. Just kind of depends on the product we want to create. Sometimes we might add alcohol in there to pull out other certain compounds. The finished product then runs through a full panel of microbiological testing, uh, pesticides, heavy metals. We test for active compounds. Then we bring it over into the U.S. We run all those tests again at third-party labs, make sure everything is clean, safe. uh, And then we look uh, specifically at the active marker compounds, things like beta-glucans. So beta-glucans are the primary immunological compounds in mushrooms and mycelium. Um, So they make up the majority of the cell wall of these fungi and we want to make sure that those are present. So this is kind of the main sort of marker compound in mushrooms and mycelium. Uh, We have kind of baselines that we look at for each species. So things like you know reishi can have you know up to 50% beta glucan in the actual mushroom itself whereas something like chaga which isn't really a mushroom per se it's kind of a just a canker that's wood and mycelium you know is in sort of less than 10% range or like a tremella which is a jelly fungus it might have 10% or so These that's
1: l- the new one i started taking
2: oh nice we get really good feedback on that
1: for what i did read something about skin
2: typically skin health. So some companies have substituted for higher, higher acid,
1: really that's but, very very moisturizing and yeah it's if you win, it's winter as we're doing this so uh we've just had our first snowfall here in toronto though, which means all the heat everywhere has gone up and my skin turns to parchment paper <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you have the powder and put it in like a hot beverage you'll notice it like gets really gelatinous um oh. so oftentimes over in asia they use it for like soup base because it can kind of really thicken it up um tramella soup is really <laughs> delicious Um, But definitely, it's more of like a winter tonic over there where it's like tremella, they use red dates a lot, uh, goji berries, that kind of thing for like a really warming winter soup. But back to uh, beta-glucans, the the important piece there. These make up the majority of the cell wall. So basically, we want to see specific levels in whether it's a mushroom product or a mycelium product and so there are when we're talking about mushrooms you can get into you know mushroom powders you can get into mushroom extract powders you can get into tinctures there's kind of all different forms there but generally you want it to be extracted Um, so the mushrooms and mycelium both their cell wall is made up of chitin um, which if you're familiar with crustaceans that is what you know crab shells are made of same stuff really hard so basically that hot water extraction typically breaks down that chitin Ah, so we can get
1: that's the hot water piece inside
2: there and access those compounds like the beta glucans
1: what happens when we eat mushrooms versus when we take mushrooms in a powder or a capsule or even a tincture
2: yeah so it's still really good to just consume mushrooms as a food um and i know i think dr b was just talking about like them you know as a great like prebiotic um, Mm. because they have a really high amount of insoluble fiber yeah so eating mushrooms as a whole is like really good for gut health um, and just feeding our microbiome, we might not get as much benefit to some of those active compounds because they'll be locked up in some of that fiber, and that's where the extraction component comes in. Oh. Um, but certainly there's enough research on just general mushroom consumption right that shows it leads to like a lot better healthy outcomes.
1: And can you eat or take too many mushrooms?
2: Uh, I probably not. Like, right. <laughs> you probably get sick of them before you, Yeah, you took too many.
1: I would imagine, you know, from the eating standpoint, I've been, you know, and this has been, I can't even remember when we recorded that with Dr. B, Chris, that has to have been about three or four months ago, would you say, when we talked about when people or having a really difficult time with their weight loss. Yep, I think it was probably about that. So my journey into having mushrooms, I think he said something like have three pounds a week. So I'm probably doing that quite easily between one and three pounds, I'd say, having just measured out for that recipe the other day. I would definitely agree with you on the shiitakes being the you know, the really tasty ones. I went to a, a plant-based restaurant the other night and I don't know what sauce they put on these shiitakes, but they were just was like, can I just take these home with me? You know, yeah. the sauce home with me. I've got enough mushrooms. But um, <laughs> so it really is about trying to find really interesting ways to include the mushrooms. And of course, probably the easiest thing I've made is mushroom soup. That's probably how I started. Is just to okay. the mushrooms, threw them into a big, you know, a big uh, a big pot with some, Onions and I think some garlic and some thyme, and just very, very little water because I didn't really know what was going to happen with that water content and yep. uh pureed it and hey presto that was pretty much it and then i've moved on to being a bit more fancy with coconut milk and you know some extras and stuff like that so um yeah don't let these little mushrooms intimidate you because <laughs> they are so versatile yeah.
2: i'm pretty sure we've got a mushroom gravy launching on our website this week Ooh. so just in time for u.s thanksgiving Um, And then we've got a bunch of other recipes on our YouTube channel. I've, I've seen another one. I think it was maybe on the BBC where they made a mushroom steak basically with oyster mushrooms and, and layering them on top of each other and then using like a really heavy weight to kind of compress them down and you get this really cool layers and the umami flavors and mushrooms can kind of mimic, you know, meat flavors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember years and years ago going to a vegan restaurant. It's not in Toronto anymore. And um, the friends that I were with are like, why are we going to a vegan restaurant? It's just because it's an experience because you taste different foods or how they use different foods to create, you know, all sorts of different flavors, which is awesome. And I will never forget this mushroom bowl that they brought. It was so meaty that we mm-hmm. left not really feeling like, you know, damn, I didn't get the steak or the chicken or whatever. It was so delicious. And yeah, like I said, it's just so, so versatile. And speaking of recipes... I believe on your website, I got this from the newsletter that you sent out the other day. There was like a whole booklet of 29 recipes where you can add all the powders into snacks and all those kind of things. I just sat there and scrolled through them and got more and more hungry. So I went (laughs) through them thinking, Oh no, it's quite late as I'm reading this now. I'm not going to start this endeavor just yet, but yeah, that's available on your website, isn't
2: it? Yeah. We've got, we've compiled a bunch of like our recipes. Lots of it is like drinks or desserts or or, yeah, like
1: quite, paleo as well like a lot of um, yeah
2: a lot of paleo type stuff
1: and and all that kind of stuff so i think we have instructions there to
2: kind of substitute for whatever your dietary restrictions are chocolates and hot chocolate mocha you know all different kind of coffee related products Um, yeah
1: you can blend to your heart's content without having to do any unicorn-y type things at uh definitely at at Starbucks for sure today on Eat This with Leanne, the founder of Real Mushrooms, Sky Chilton, who actually grew up around mushrooms and is now one of the leading providers of functional mushroom extract products. One thing that I would like some education on is to do with vitamin D. Now, I know that you need to probably have buckets buckets of mushrooms to get vitamin D. And am I right in saying that it's typically vitamin D2? you get from mushrooms
2: mushrooms contain um a sterol called ergosterol so that is similar to our cholesterol and so when you expose ergosterol to uv light um it will convert to ergocalciferol vitamin Mm -hmm. d2 Uh, so er ergosterol is pre-vitamin d2 some people will promote mushrooms as being a really good source of vitamin d but often leave out the uv light exposure piece so if you're buying mushrooms from the grocery store, probably not a lot of vitamin D.
1: You're not putting them out, you know, on, this, on a
2: yeah, so tray one, or something uh, in
1: the sun either. Easy little hack
2: is just slice them as thin as you can, put them on a yep. baking tray, stick yep. them out in the sun. Hopefully you right. have sun
1: <laughs> yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> uh,
2: put them out as little as 20 minutes. They've shown can drastically increase the vitamin D content. So we we use an ingredient um, that is from the button mushroom where they do like intense UV light exposure uh, and they can get up of 40,000 IUs in a single gram of mushroom powder. So we can use a very tiny amount. Uh, and I know you've talked about it recently, kind of vitamin D2 versus D3. Yeah. We've seen certain papers, certainly like D3 helps to increase your serum levels a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but if you're supplementing with vitamin D every single day, basically those results kind of even out, you could basically take either form.
1: There's a few things with vitamin D. Number one, people not taking enough mm-hmm. because they think, okay, I'm going to have my one pill a day. Or if they're yeah. using my, my sunshine D3K2 every day, they're like, great, I'll do one spray a day. So that's really not going to correct any deficiency. Any road that leads to more vitamin D in our bodies is tremendous. It's Completely. great. And I think the supplement and and when, when we dove into this, uh, talking about my DNA results, now I personally take vitamin D and well from the sun. It's a genetic factor. I do know why it's a genetic factor, but there are people who have to take vitamin D throughout the day because of how their bodies absorb it. There are people who will not take in vitamin D well from the sun and really have to rely on vitamin D, but could only take it once a day. So I really, this is where getting Vitamin D from food, for instance, mm-hmm. would be tremendous because, you know, it's, you know, it is flat, fat soluble. So you know that you're not going to go over the top. But even I think when I was taking about 20,000 IUs a day during covid yeah. Then I was still, you know, I was still okay. Of course, you couldn't really go out and have a blood test from a doctor, cause you weren't really <laughs> seeing doctors and all those kind of things. But, but recently when I wasn't feeling, wasn't feeling great a couple of weeks ago, then I went back up to 20 sprays a day dosed up on the mushrooms and, you know, kind of as I already uh, said off the top, I I was pleasantly surprised that I kind of just sailed right through it. Felt a bit crappy for about a day or two, felt tired, you know, that kind of dragging with something, but it really didn't stick. I think that when we have the understanding, the knowledge, and know that we can play around with foods in this way, it really gives us a lot of power.
2: Certainly if you go on a vegan diet, like a lot of the vitamin D comes from sheep's wool lanolin um i know there is some lichen sources uh that they have now but uh Mm -hmm. certainly like mushrooms are then a great source uh too but uh i like i just got my vitamin d tested a month ago yeah just to see where i was at and it was good it's important to do and i think like it's such an easy one as well like it's cheap for the most part um so like it's affordable yeah. And especially right now when the sun's getting lower and we're getting less UV well, light and it's colder from, and we're not going outside as much. And,
1: and from October until April, the latitude that we yep. happen to be at, it just you're just not gonna get it, even if you're a ski bunny. Right. Maybe <laughs> maybe skiing in, in the nude, maybe right. a little bit <laughs> yeah, more yeah. going in, but it's just, you know, it is scientifically it's the rays of the sun that are just not as powerful. So that's really when we need to do this. When some, mm-hmm. you know, some people say, even if you're in Australia. You know where they typically have right. better better weather all year round. When they do, they hit you know that that time of their winter, which is our summer, of course. Then their flus and everything like that you know go through right. the roof, and everybody gets sick. And some people have said, "Well, the vitamin D is not there anymore." So
2: mm-hmm.
1: if there's and a instead of so
2: much UV light exposure too, where
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> you end up being exactly
2: sunburnt or everything so, in moderation.
1: Can you just give us a real fast uh, rundown on the different types? If someone has not listened to episode 131 and 132 yet, where I really did go into, into each type first, could you give us sort of something a bit brief? You can start with your favorite first, if you want.
2: Sure. Um, most of these mushrooms are primarily for like immunological benefit. Um, right. So they're going to re- regulate our immune systems. I know you discussed that previously if. You know, they're considered to be adaptogens. So when I talk about regulating their immune systems, I kind of think about like if you're sick and your immune system gets suppressed, you know, you can help to bring that back up. Whereas, say, if you have allergies of like an overstimulation of your immune system, it can just help to rein that back in. So that's kind of the primary function of these mushrooms and a lot of that comes from those beta glucans there's other mushrooms say like cordyceps which is more geared towards let's say energy so some of the compounds in there are precursors to atp uh, which is the main energy in our cells it can also help with respiratory function traditionally it's used for like fatigue things like that um Lion's manes definitely been geared more towards as like the, let's say, brain mushroom, certain compounds in the mushroom and the mycelium have been shown to help stimulate nerve growth factor, uh, which can help with a variety of different neurological conditions. Things like reishi, like a lot of them cross over similar boundaries. So like reishi, shiitake, maitake, turkey tail, all very like immunologically heavy. There's, I know you touched on like PSK and PSP uh, with turkey tail, those. so. PSK is from Japan. It's a specific uh, cancer drug that they developed uh, in the 90s, I believe, Um, has a lot of research on it. China then developed PSP, which was similar, sort of, uh, they use it with chemotherapy. And so these are basically what those do. So those are basically semi-drug products where they've taken the mycelium. um, They haven't grown it on a grain. They've grown it in a liquid um, so think of, say, like, you can grow mycelium on a solid substrate or in a liquid substrate and think of, like, going and buying tofu at the grocery store and it comes in this kind of, like, thing of water. Reishi, you know, we've kind of talked about it as, like, the king of mushrooms, but, uh, you know, it's got its triterpenes.
1: Reishi is the one that I take, um, at nighttime, more for sleep.
2: Help you relax, regulate your yep. cortisol.
1: And when I was reading, um, going through a few things on, on your website, then I also read about lion's mane and anxiety.
2: Yes. So there was a clinical trial on older folks. There's a couple. So one of them, basically, this was talking about anxiety and depression. Um, they found that it improved anxiety and depression after eight weeks. And they were supplementing with just the ground up mushroom powder, not extracted okay. or anything. Uh, similar study: two to three grams of unextracted mushroom powder um, that showed cognitive improvements. Uh, one of the caveats to that was that I believe it was two months after they ran the same tests and found that those cognitive benefits had lapsed.
1: So you need to take them.
2: So you got to do it forever. Forever.
1: <laughs> got it. Okay. Well, I mean, it is Stop. a food. Fu- it is a food.
2: It's interesting that you know Lion's Mane has taken a lot of the focus in that cognitive area, but there is. Other studies where they see kind of neurological benefits with like cordyceps, mitaki, reishi. Right. So there's there's certainly a lot of crossover. Like tremella too. There was an interesting one on cognition. I think yeah. that was out of South Korea. So much of this research is is coming out of Asia primarily.
1: I noticed, you know, like I said, I've been I've I've started trying the tremella. I really. The first few that I started with were chaga. I'd have that in the morning, Mm -hmm. uh, along with lion's mane, and then um, reishi later in the day. Kind of just add that that to my tea. Um, I tried out some of the powders. They get a little bitty sometimes, but not unpleasant. Like the reishi in my tea, I was um, having Bengal spice tea, and it was actually Mm -hmm. really quite pleasant. It actually made it a little more chocolatey. Yep. And, um, and then, uh, sometimes I would take a capsule and there were, there were a few tinctures that I tried at different, at different times. So, um, I, I think it's, I think it's important to have these, but all of these ones that I, I was taking were singular. And mm-hmm. I noticed on your website that you have different combinations. So there's the real clarity is one real rest was another real boost was another. I, I have the five defenders, um, that I'm just starting to take as well. And I have to say your the bottles. There are so many capsules in that, bo- in those bottles. <laughs> it's going to last such a long time because, Good. because listeners, you take, only take two, two of each a day. That yep. is a daily dose. And, I don't know that there's any benefits to taking more other than it just makes it more expensive. But what I wanted to understand was, let's say like in the five defenders, or I know that the clarity, the rest and the boost, they have other adaptogens going in there. But if you're looking at a combination type of product, does that mean that you're still getting the benefit? Like, what am I trying to ask? If I just wanted more cognition, then I'd probably take lion's mane if that was more where I was going for more energy, I would do cordyceps. But I think you can have something, you know, like the five defenders where you've got the top hits for the immune system, or should I just take turkey tail and just leave it at that?
2: Yeah. I mean, you could do either or with that. I think there's definitely an upper limit. So like with our five defenders, we wanted to focus on sort of the top immune boosting mushrooms. Right. Um, there, you know, you find that with vitamins where you kind of just get like a kitchen sink product where mean, there's mushroom products that have 10 all the way up to, I think we've seen like 18 different mushrooms are in there. And like okay. who knows what the amount is of each one? Are they specifying beta glucan content? There's all these different trade-offs. And so that's where, you know, you probably don't want to go beyond five or six, I would say. Good and know. And certainly with those ones, yeah. Like if you want to some energy, maybe corseps, uh mental boost, maybe a lion's mane. Um, you can kind of mix and match on your own there with our, um, our real herbs blend that we've called. We've kind of paired mushrooms with different herbs. Typically, mm-hmm. we only have three or four ingredients in those ones.
1: Ashwagandha is in there that we've talked about before. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, who is not under stress? It doesn't eat all of these every single day.
2: Completely. <laughs> <don't know>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so can you share a story? That you must have had some feedback from people who are purchasing your products, from practitioners, from anyone that you've educated and things like, is there a story that kind of is, is top of mind for you, whether it's funny or a success or wow, I didn't know that that was going to happen kind of thing you can share with us?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um Certainly, if you read any of the reviews on our website, like some of the stuff that comes in, I just... I can't make it up. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Like some of those things. And, um, but one of them that's more close to home is, um, really close family friend of mine. Um, good friend of my dad's, uh, he's now in his seventies. Um, and so since his early twenties, after traveling through India, he picked up Uh, Some sort of virus. And he's kind of always had scalp issues uh, for most of his life. And he said it's like always kind of hurt his scalp to grow his hair long. He's like kept his hair really short for his whole life. And then I believe it was probably this past summer or earlier this year really started taking our reishi a lot. Um, and he found that like his scalp wasn't hurting as much anymore. And he started growing out his hair again. And now it's about down to his shoulders. And it's it's pretty amazing to see this kind of silvery mane. Uh that and he just like makes him seem younger and like he's so jazzed on it and wants to show everybody. And I don't know if it made his hair looks like really full too, but I don't know how much of that is. So it's like, did it help? clear up something in the follicles. I have no idea. Yeah. I can't even fathom how that's right. possible. He does like other supplements and things like that. And it's definitely kind of goes down the health rabbit hole of superfoods, but he's pretty sure that it, it was the reishi. So I, I can't you know say yeah. anything against yeah. that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's his experience. So well, that's fantastic.
2: <laughs> and I'll take every one you
0: got every race <laughs> you got on in the, in the warehouse there, Sky, I'll take every single one. Right. Yeah. You've got I, a
1: pretty good head of hair that you hide under your hat. Uh,
0: I it's it's more in how I maneuver it. There's not a lot of hair up there, but there you know, I keep
2: them right. well in line so it looks full. It's not <laughs> yeah. really. No. There's there's a few studies on in hair um and a couple in vitro studies showing it's a a 5 alpha reductase inhibitor, which is kind of what the it's hair medications do. It's a 5 what? Right. <laughs> A who now? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a specific... Is that what blocks the hair follicle?
2: Yeah, so it's part of the, I think, testosterone process, but it can lead to like... Um, balding with yeah so like for balding they typically Hmm. use a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor a really strong one but Mm. that can also have testosterone issues too
1: racy for you then chris
2: forget the rogaine let's move to (laughs) racy yeah
1: (laughs) and i actually had uh, an email from someone who said that she's really been struggling with you know with her hair and i'm in you know i'm 51 i'm in perimenopause and my hair seems to be doing okay i'm always just blown away by the amount of hair that I lose every day (laughs) and you know I wash my hair and it's like how's there any still left in my head but there is still a fair bit there so that's good um but she was asking and she just said what can I do about my hair and and I said about my skin boost um Mm -hmm. collagen obviously but now I'm going to make sure hopefully you're listening um that uh that you can add reishi to the mix and you know and and let's see, let's Try see like out. That, what that is no guarantees. I, I know the last time i went to have my hair cut and said um you know my hairdresser is is always saying your hair just keeps getting better and better because there was a while there probably more around my kin- kids were younger where my hair would not grow any longer because it got finer as it would get longer So I couldn't, I couldn't actually grow it. It's not super long now, but uh, I couldn't really grow it any longer. And uh, so it's just a little thing, you know, it's one of those things that me, the person that I am, I'm always watching to see. Oh yeah, I've been doing this different. Oh, that's the effect and cause and effect. And I wonder, and then I look into it and then talk about it. And you know, that's kind of how I roll (laughs) those kind of things. So, well, that's a great success story. And the last thing I want to ask you about is pets you have a whole section on the website about pets, which I found as I was even doing more research last night. So should I be throwing this in my dog's food?
2: So we just launched a line of pet products earlier this year. Uh, We have Dr. Rob Silver, who heads up our pet division. So he's a veterinarian as well as a holistic vet, also a cannabis expert. And now he's probably one of the top uh, experts for pets with mushrooms um, and it's uh, very similar mechanisms in terms of like helping the immune system uh, we run a monthly Q&A we actually just had that last night so we do a Q&A on YouTube and Facebook every month uh, where awesome. you can submit your pet questions and uh, Dr. Silver and Joni are a veterinary technician um, they just go at it and answer all kinds of crazy questions. Um, so right now, yeah, we've got a couple of treats, uh, choose that are, have mushrooms and different adaptogens, uh, for a lack, a relaxed one and an immune system one. Yeah. Um, and then we have different, um, mush, single mushrooms that you can add in as well. Um, a lot are of they the pack-
1: same as the human ones.
2: Yep. Exact yeah. same. Just smaller capsule. And, and you, can, you yeah. can
1: give them a powder though. Couldn't you yep. mix it in with their food?
2: Yeah, our bulk powders, you can just mix in with your food super easily. Um, So I'll usually do that with our dog here. There's
1: so much out there for pets, honestly. My dog in the past week has had really, she definitely picked up a bug, a parasite, or something. And I give her the same berberine and probiotics Mm. that I'm putting into my concoction. And um, within about three or four days, she's back to normal. Mm. So I can only imagine what adding and mushrooms are going to do as well. Yep. So it's, it's good. And she definitely, because we live in a condo and as soon as they do that fire alarm testing every month, oh, she is a mess. So, well, thank you so much for, you know, even just creating a line for pets because, you know, us pet parents are, we're all about keeping our pets as healthy as Probably sometimes more than more than ourselves. It's usually more, more than, ourselves. than ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah. So you can get it and share it with your dog, just like you can when you share it with your kids. So. The stats
2: on how much we spend on our pets versus ourselves is is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to know what that is
2: because
1: <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I might fall into that. I need
2: the premium food and like this. Oh, I know
1: and... it's the raw food that she gets and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And anyway, just one of those, you know, first yeah. world, first world problems oh, I know problems without going on too. So. So um, we'll send people over to um, to realmushrooms.com. Mm-hmm. You can use the promo code f- uh, forward slash eat this. And there's so much information on there. I, I really, really am, am so thrilled to have your website as a resource to send people to learn more about this. So that you can, you know, really buy with confidence because there are, you know, I walked up and down, went to a health food store the other day. Just, I do that every now and then, walked up and down. I'm like, whoa, look at the mushroom (laughs) options here, you know, and anybody can go and buy them from anywhere, but that's just not how I roll. I made my own supplement you know, supplement lines so that you know, people it could, could have, you know, confidence in what they're buying and the same thing with these real mushrooms. So thank you so much. And if you do happen to be listening, uh, the week that this is coming out, cause I do know that people listen to this any, any time we are coming up to black Friday and I believe we've got a bit of a sale going on. Have you Sky?
2: Yeah, we've got a pretty big sale happening. I believe we're starting next Thursday, uh, Thursday through Monday. Um, So basically a bulk sale. So the more you buy, the more you save. Um, So you can get up to 25% off. Uh, We've got a few kind of bonus bundles happening. Um, Lots going on next week. Uh, It's going to be a busy one for sure.
1: Right. So you'll find the links to all of that over on leannephillipson.com. And if you're listening to this outside of around the 25th, 24th, 25th of November, 2022, then you're just going to have to sign up for the newsletter and, and get to know Uh, when another sale is coming up. For today, thank you so much.
2: Appreciate it. It's great to be here. All
1: right. So there you have it, folks. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for you, Chris, to try out some Reishi and see what happens to your lovely mane of hair that you quite often hide under a hat, even though we're on Zoom. You haven't seen your hair for a little while, I don't think. I think it's under a hat most of the time. Yeah,
0: I'm, i got to be careful, right? Because if if the reishi's good for the hair on top of your head, great. But I'm already a bit of a simian below the neck. <laughs> So I hopefully it doesn't increase the um <clears throat> the foliage there too.
1: Got it. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Understood.
0: Not, yeah, not a visual anybody needs right now. Let's go back to mushrooms. <laughs> Everyone think mushrooms.
1: <laughs> oh, well, to find a supplement that's organic, it's clean. I love how Sky talked through the amount of testing, the third-party testing that they go through. Because when when a product, just so you know, when I go back to what I talked about with the probiotics, when something is third party tested, it doesn't mean that it's just in house. Like there, it's a completely impartial way of testing. There's no backhands. There's no please make it, you know, have a little bit more or say that it has more um, beta glucans in it or anything like that. So that really is just so you know when you hear that. Then th- that's a super positive in terms of uh, in terms of products, and I feel better because uh, it's a lot less likely to have some kind of funny recall down the road. And as I have been mixing up all my powders into my morning drink, it's just getting more and more uh, supercharged by the day. So I mix up my uh, skid boost or my my kid boost my liposome b complex goes in there that's for energy and just really uh, pretty much every process in my body my alka c with minerals and a healthy dose of collagen for my skin so i'm going to keep that going and not change up too much while i add in the mushroom for skin as well and see how my skin fares over the winter time now for more information you can head over to uh, RealMushrooms.com. that's real mushrooms with an s forward slash eat this now guy did also share with me that there's, uh, while he is in Canada, for Americans, you can definitely order from their website. But for Canadians, there's a whole bunch of import duties and things like that. Sometime next year, he's going to have that all sorted out for us Canadians. So for in the meantime, head over to leannephillipson.com and I'll share some links with you uh, so that you can get your products through um, a different seller. So it'll be really easy for you to do that. Now realmushrooms.com is a huge hub of information. And like I said, I just received that list of 29 recipes um, where I can add in all of my powders or just open the capsules. So I'm gonna go for it. The site is such a wealth of information, of education and how-tos. Now, if you've listened to the episodes before and you jumped into the mushrooms, what have you experienced so far? I actually want to hear. I want to hear any successes. If you've got more hair on your head or on your body, hopefully not necessarily, or your cognition, like me, is feeling a little more tuned up and uh, and tuned on, I'd love to hear about that. So reach out on either Sprout right or Leanne Phillips and Handles. You can sign up for my newsletter and find out about my Black Friday sale coming up if you're listening to this at the right time. Now, it's not often that I have a sale on Take This by Leanne, but there is uh, Black Friday is the one time that I do it. So I'll announce that to my newsletter uh, readers first. So make sure that you're on either one of those lists. Just head over to SpriteWrite.com or LeannePhilipson.com for that. Thanks so much for being along again today and really just kind of carrying on with this in this direction towards health and healthy mushrooms and all the all the good things that we can add to up level our health I'm always so grateful to hear from you um, how you're finding the episodes had a lot of emails of late saying how much people are really really enjoying them and they're loving the information and just how we deliver it and of course the giggles that we have Chris and I so um, I'm so glad that that's resonating with you so share this rate it tell everybody all about it so that they too can get this great information to improve your knowledge. Thanks again for being along. And of course, as always, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.